Earlier this week, Stephen Brault mentioned that a couple of younger players, meaning the prospect types in the Pirates spring training, approached him to essentially ask, why is this team supposed to stink? Where Where is it ordained that this team will stink? So I'm investing the final portion of this week of Daily Shots of Pirates in asking exactly that, one facet at a time. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates lost yesterday 10-9 to to the Rays. This was in Bradenton. Mitch Keller got rocked again. Six outs recorded. Eight runs conceded. And if you'll recall, part one of this little series yesterday was why should the pitching stink? And I said all kinds of good things about the pitching except for one player, and that was Keller. Keller has now given up five bazillion runs in the five innings that he's thrown in Bradenton. That's actually 12, 12 runs he's given up. It's a lot of runs. His ERA is 21.6 if you feel like extrapolating it that way. Uh, he's not locating. He's not making anything happen. Occasionally he gets swings and misses, but that's only when someone's dumb enough to go out of the zone. It's it's not working for him so far. But today we're talking about hitting, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on subject here. The Pirates are hitting the ball uh, significantly better than they did last spring. Never conflate spring results with regular season results. So when you say they're hitting better, don't say that they're hitting better than last regular season. Hitting in Bradenton is the most misleading statistic in all of professional sports. Year after year after year, all through the Pirates' 20 consecutive losing seasons, even then, they were leading the Grapefruit League in home runs. And everyone talking about all the power and everything else. The wind blows out, and the wind is something fierce in Manatee County. And it makes a difference, almost always a positive difference for the people holding the bats. That said, I believe that it is fair to compare spring versus spring. And last spring, the Pirates weren't even making rudimentary contact. They had their main guys, Josh Bell, Adam Frazier, Brian Reynolds, Kevin Newman, the guys that you expected to be their main bats, all struggled. They were swinging and missing. They were rolling over the ball. Oh, my goodness, did they roll over the ball. How many 4-3s, soft, nasty, ugly 4-3s or 6-3s, depending on your side of the plate, that they would just half-heartedly hack into. And you know what? It ended up being a precursor because they didn't hit at all in the regular season. All of them, top to bottom, were awful. The only ones who hit even reasonably well in the regular season were Colin Moran and his mostly because of total bases and power. 
Jacob Stallings was at least steady. He at least stayed himself. Like, he's a 260-270 guy. He's not more, but he's also not less. And you'll take that from a catcher who is as extraordinary as he is defensively. Everyone else, though, boom, 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 right down the line. Just, just awful. So, take it for what it's worth that from this lineup that put out nine runs and 17 hits yesterday, they've been doing this sort of thing, not super consistently, but consistently enough when they're going with their main guys. And their main guys, of course, are really the only ones that matter to this particular spring. Yes, it's nice to see Nick Gonzalez, who I believe is their top hitting prospect, if not their top overall prospect in the system, lash a double to right center, the base of the fence uh, for an RBI in this particular game. That's good to see. Kid was all pumped up when he got to second base, clapping his fist or clapping his hands. It was it was it was one of those things that you like to see in a spring setting where management went out of their way to make sure that the top prospects could hang around the big league camp longer than they usually do. Really smart move on Ben Charrington's part. That's going to stick with that kid through whatever level of the minors he's playing at this summer. But, but, main guys, main guys. Adam Frazier is batting 667 out of the leadoff spot. It's funny, every time you think, He's going to go out there and have one of those offers that drags his average down. He just keeps doing this. Uh, obviously, he's not going to keep that up. When he gets locked in, though, uh, these sorts of things are not abnormal for him. He'll go on these tears, but he'll also go into these big funks. What matters the most for Frazier is building up his trade value. I do think he's still on the block. I do think he'll still get moved, and I think you'll end up with a middle infield in which you have three players for two positions, that being Cole Tucker, Eric Gonzalez, and Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman's hitting the ball. Brian Hayes is hitting the ball. Hayes uh, one for two yesterday with a, with a walk. 423 batting average. Brian Reynolds and Colin Moran both homered. Moran's was a deep ball to center field. Yes, it would have gone out with or without wind, although the wind made it look a little bit better than it was. Reynolds is at 304, which is, you know, if you think about where he was as a rookie in the majors, that's about where you want him to be. Moran's at 238, but again, he's going to be that guy. I'm telling you, he's, he's going to end up being a 240, 250 type of guy. Uh, who gets his share of walks and, and has a healthy on-base percentage, but also who's really just going to be measured by total bases and RBIs. I know there's a school of thought that RBIs are not a skill. Uh, RBIs are just luck. You just happen to have men on base. But the fact of the matter is, and I do mean fact, the people within the game, the people who play the game, the people who instruct it, are not idiots as it relates to the game. They feel very strongly that it is a skill, that some hitters can do it, some hitters can't. Some hitters shrink from that challenge, and some hitters, I don't know if they rise to it, but they just stay themselves. Anthony Alford's at, at 
375. He's back, which is what matters more than anything, after getting hit by a pitch on the wrist and uh, initially scaring the daylights out of everybody that he'd be out for a significant period after all the injuries he's already had. Gregory Polanco, I know he doesn't matter technically. He's hardly part of the future or whatever, but he's going to be your starting right fielder. Uh, he went one for three. He's batting four thirty-eight. He's batting four thirty-eight. This is the lineup you're going to have. So it sounds good, right? Sounds good. Sounds encouraging. Sounds like it's going to be better than last year. Um, or will it? I'll answer that when we come back. Brought to you by the North Shore Tavern. If you know about Mike's Beer Bar, and you've been to Mike's Beer Bar, and I know from hearing from you that a lot of you have, then all you have to do to visit North Shore Tavern is to walk out the door and go 20 feet to your right. It's also right there on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park, the side with the Willie Stargell statue, North Shore Tavern is two things. One, it is the home of steak on a stone, which has to be tried to be believed. It's an experience. It's not just a meal. The other thing is it's the only pirate sports bar I know of, as in anywhere. If you're familiar with another pirate sports bar on this planet, feel free to share, but I'm not. And even if there is another one, it won't be what this one is. It is caked with Pirates memorabilia front to back. Amazing, original stuff. And not just recent stuff. We're talking all the way back to the 1800s. Can't say enough about the job that Mike Sukic and everybody have done there in making that a real destination for Pirates fans. North Shore Tavern. Right next to Mike's Beer Bar. I'm not nuts about this offense. I will not be fooled by Bradenton stats. I will not be fooled by Bradenton stats compared to Bradenton stats. I saw a dearth of offense in 2020, unlike anything I've covered on this beat. I saw a drop-off, a plunge, really, from players that I had learned or thought I'd learned to trust as hitters. That doesn't exactly inspire a lot of confidence from me. Partly in those players, but also in Rick Eckstein and the hitting staff. I can't imagine, I can't put in my head right now that this is the hitting coach with the answers after watching 2020. Yes, he was the hitting coach before that. He was the hitting coach also in 2019 when Reynolds and Newman both challenged for National League Rookie of the Year. And he was the hitting coach when Josh Bell hit the 37 homers and other guys had really, really good seasons. And they glowed, not praised, they glowed about Eckstein 
and what he was teaching them. I could bring up another subject with them and they'd still swing it back to Eckstein somehow. He was just everything to them. Well, guess what? He also was responsible for what happened in 2020, at least within his own realm. If you ask me, it's got to be easier to coach and to take credit for, not that he did that, but that we would assign the credit for, rookies showing up and doing really well. The hard part in baseball is never the first thing. It's the bouncing back. It's the rebound. It's the adjustments. It's the developing of the consistency because hitters have to find out the hard way what their holes are. They have to find out the hard way which pitch sequences give them trouble, which ones shorten up their arms. And eventually, everyone's got a book this thick on how to get beaten. And they do get beaten. Believe it or not, Kibrian Hayes is going to have a time like that in his career where he gets beaten. And he wonders about things and he doubts himself. That's where you need your hitting coach. Not the raw stuff, not the show up, grab a bat, and go have some fun kid stuff. It's in the adjustment. Let's see, because now Reynolds, Newman, all these guys, they have to adjust to the adjustment, and they're going to need expert-level instruction and guidance to get through that. The person who has to make the biggest bounce back for the Pirates hitting to not stink is the hitting coach. Let's see what kind of a summer Rick Eckstein has. Thanks to everybody for listening. We will conclude this series tomorrow with Why Should the Pirates Fielding. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.